Bible says in Proverbs 21, if you'll turn there, Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21, and when you find it, if you would stand with me. Proverbs 21. 20. We say 20 in Philadelphia. It's not 20, right? 20 is it's 20. <laughs> yeah, 20. T, T-W-U-N-Y, 20. <laughs> Proverbs 21. The Bible says in verse 1, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. Amen. Whithersoever God will. The king's heart is in the hand of God. In the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. Let's pray. Lord, bless this message and and help us all, Lord, to understand uh, the true matter of all things. I pray, Lord, that you'll be with us. Lord, bless your word. Let it penetrate to the deepest parts of our heart, O God. And we are all... Lord, all guilty of turning our hearts away from you. We are all prone to sin. Naturally, Lord, we uh, stray from you. All of us. There's not one person in here, Lord, that is naturally attracted to you. We all naturally stray from you. We all need your help. We all need your guidance. We all need your mercy. We all need your grace. But Lord, those who acknowledge it and turn their heart to you, Lord, will receive everything they need to live, Lord, for you. And Lord, there is no life worth living without, except to be a life lived for you. I pray, O oh God, that maybe somebody in here, Lord, will receive this message into their heart, Lord, and, and have a turned heart today. Bless, bless them, Lord, for it. Speak to them. Lord, one, even just one person, O oh God, can, can get fired up for you, do a great work for you. And I pray, O oh Lord, whoever that one person is in this room today, Lord, that you would do a great work in their heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. I've read this verse, and I, naturally I would use this verse uh, for, for my own uh, uh, will, if you will. Uh, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. When I would get in trouble or have troubles in life or even getting pulled over by a police officer, anybody? How many's never gotten pulled? If you're a driver, how many's never gotten pulled over by a police officer? Really, Maria? Never did? Wow. Anybody else? We got one. Really? Really? Two. That's the ladies. They just keep driving with the lights behind them. Cops, cops let them go. No, I've I gotten. I got pulled over a few times. Uh, you're allowed to run some red lights in Philadelphia. You're allowed to. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them. You know, and that, that, was, my, that was my excuse. Uh, sometimes you're allowed to go through stop signs, you know, the stop and go kind of, you know. You, living in Philadelphia, there, there's things that are, that's why the Bible says laws are weak. There's weaknesses in the law because there's always loopholes and, and things that we will undermine or, or just go around or beat around the bush. Uh, but thanks, thanks be to God that 
we're not bound by a law to bring righteousness. Amen? And that Christ fulfilled the law of the Word of God. The law uh, that was against us. The law that was against our soul. The law that uh, condemned sin. I'll tell you what, in the death of Christ uh, did away with our sin and brought us life. But there's times where, yeah, I did get pulled over or there were some issues and I would be praying, Lord, turn the heart of this cop. Turn it, Lord. He had no right pulling me over. It was only read for two seconds, Lord, and there was nobody else coming. And, you know, I would start praying something like that. Lord, turn the heart of, of this person. Turn it, oh God. Yeah, I might have done, I maybe have done wrong, but Lord, please turn. And this, this verse here, I would always consider it to be in that situation. Turn the heart of a king. You would, you would, you would only stand before a king. The king would be the highest, he would have the highest word in the land. And whatever he said, that was it no matter what. It would be the, the supreme uh, court judge. The highest word of the land is the king's word. And the Bible says that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And I would pray, Lord, turn, this, turn the heart of this person. Turn the heart of that person. Turn the heart of, of that police officer. Turn the heart of, of, of this official. Turn the heart of, of whoever I would uh, ask God to turn their heart. And reading this verse, I would always be looking at somebody else. And that's just how we are. We're always looking at somebody else. Always considering somebody else. But you know, I read this verse again. I can't tell you how many times I've read this verse. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed this prayer. But it was a little bit different this time. I'm not a king. No, not at all. But I was living maybe like a king in my own little world. And this time I didn't see anybody else's heart. I seen my heart in this verse. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water. And I would pray, Lord, turn their heart. Turn, turn this person's heart according to your will. And you know Looking back, I never prayed, oh God, turn my heart according to your will. You see, the rivers of water, the rivers of water, they go as the land is etched out on, in this world. You can easily build a channel or a river, uh, and they have many times and, 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 and altered rivers, uh, man-made rivers, and, and so on. You, they would tunnel out and and they, they would spiral the river around to where maybe they need to get crops and going. But wherever that land was etched out for the water to go, that's where the waters went. Whether it was raging waters, whether it was a lot of water, no matter how deep it was, no matter how shallow, guess what? The water went that way. Water is a powerful thing. Water is a precious thing. And wherever the land directed the water, the water obeyed that land. It followed it. It would fill the deepest of gaps. If there was a huge, massive cliff, it only created a more beautiful spectacle, a waterfall. 
with a nice pool at the, at the bottom of it. And as precious and beautiful water is, it obeys wherever you tell it to go. The Bible says God's hand holds back the oceans. You see these massive waves, and sometimes we get a little taste of when God just takes his hand off of a big old tsunami coming in and how destructive uh, something like that can be. But God says he holds back the waters at his command. And God's, just as God holds back the oceans, and God had flooded this earth, the whole entire world at one time, and rearranged everything we see and know and see today on this world. And just as God uh, holds back and controls the waters, God can control a heart and turn a heart. He's got the power uh, to do such a thing. In Psalm chapter 86, verse 11, the Bible says, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Unite my heart to fear thy name. We think our heart is uh, single and solid. But God, the Bible says here, unite my heart. That means we have divided hearts. That means it's not uh, strong and strength. There's, there's no uh, solidity to it. It's pieced together. But David says, unite my heart. Unite it for the purpose of walking with you, for the purpose of fearing God, for the purpose of living for God. I know I had a divided heart. And the Lord showed me that. I would always look at everybody else and use that verse for my own lust or for my own passion. But this time, it wasn't me pointing a finger. It was the Holy Spirit pointing His finger at me. It showed me I had a divided heart. It's not hard to tell whether somebody has a divided heart or not. If your heart's not in it, you can't create that. You can't create the reality of your heart being in something. Your heart shows eventually. It tells you. It tells everybody whether you're real or not. And you might have all the outward appearance of something, but if your heart's not there, it'll show. Eventually it'll show. You can point them out and say, you know, that person, his heart's not in it. Why don't they just go do something else? The heart controls the reality of your life. Your heart controls the true reality of your life. Your heart controls the truth about you that no one else sees. It's your heart. It's the true you that nobody else sees. And oftentimes we're able to see everybody else, but it takes the spirit of the, of the living God to point his finger at you. 
Well, you're saying, Lord, fix that person, fix this person, turn their heart. The Holy Spirit's praying for you and saying, turn your heart. Turn your heart. Turn your heart to fear the living God. Turn your heart to, to lift up your voice and praise God once again. Turn your heart to, to create that vibrant sound in your life again. To stir up the strings so your life could be a song for Christ. Your heart controls the truth about you that no one else sees. You know, the Bible says it's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It's a deceitful. Your heart is deceitful. It means it deceives you. It it makes you go through life. And one of the, the attributes of our sinful hearts is pride, which creates this personage that allows everybody to think that you're okay. It allows you to think that you're okay. But if everything's okay, then how come you're not okay? If everything was all right, then you'd be all right. You know what I mean? If everything is good, then you would be good. Are you okay today? Or you got something inside stirring up, saying, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. And how, how long can you allow your heart to just go on as it is? Let me say this. The hidden you is the real you. And what you're living on the outside is not the real you. But just because you're messed up don't mean you have to stay messed up. Amen? Just because you got some issues don't mean you have to live with those issues. Just because you have some problems don't mean you have to accept that you're a person with problems and use that as an excuse to say, what was me for the rest of my life? I'm undone. When you can cry out, God, teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in that truth. Unite my heart. I got a divided heart. My heart is divided. Lord, would you, would you bring me back together? Would you bring purpose back in my heart? Would you bring uh, wor- worship back? Would you bring my prayer back? Would you bring my devotional time back? Would, would you bring the praise from my lips back into my heart, O God, how you intended me to be? And restore that union and fellowship with me and you once again. And, and the purpose of me getting saved, O oh God, was to tell others about Christ and, and to one day be with you and, and to walk with you and to live for you. Would you bring that back in my life? The hidden you is the real you. Sometimes there is someone or something working against us. We can pray, yeah, Lord, turn their heart. Turn that around. But at some point, we need to look at ourselves and say maybe we're the person working against our own self. I'm not living my intended use. I'm not living my intended purpose. And my purpose is to live for God. And I haven't been doing that. Maybe that's why 
things aren't going right. Maybe that's why I just need to drop my life and pick up my cross and follow him. I just need to get right with God. I need to turn my heart to God again and start living for God. And stop picking up these weights that I can say I can carry, but I can't. Stop picking up weights that are bringing grief to my life. And my heart deceiving me, thinking that I have to carry them. You don't got to carry them. You carry the cross of Christ. You carry your cross and allow Christ to carry your weights. Carry the name of Christ, the Bible says, and depart from iniquity. And allow God to unite your heart, to deliver you and help you. You know, I fear, I'm going to say this in such a way. If you're saved, you're saved. Amen? Nobody can touch that. But playing the Christian life is not going to help you. Now, if you're a Christian, you're saved, you're a Christian. I'm not taking that from you. But playing the Christian life is not going to help you. It does no good for you. God said in Revelation, he would rather you be hot or cold than in the middle. If you're cold, he can fire you up. If you're hot, he can kindle and keep you going. But if you're lukewarm, what's he supposed to do? Wait for you to cool down so he can fire you back up again? What is God supposed to do with a Christian who thinks they're okay, but they're really not? He'd rather you uh, uh, fall into sin so he he can bring you back out and you can have that uh, tender mouth and and eyes of, of, of help and say, Lord, help me. Give me mercy and forgiveness and grace and restore my walk with you. God is able to do something with a Christian like that that's fallen into sin and he can help them get back up. But a Christian that thinks they're all right and that's not all right, what's he supposed to do with? And that Christian lives a fruitless life, a life full of hurting inside. That's no way to live. That's no way to live at all. It's, that's a divided heart. Most, of, most people cling. As soon as you, as soon as you uh, talk about any subject, you automatically think it's about sin. But this is not about sin at all. So I got some sins to get right. We're, we're always going to have sin to get right. Always. This goes deeper. This is a root issue of our sin and why we sin. This is the root issue of why we turn our back on the Lord. It's called the heart. Yes, sin destroys and eats all that's good in our life. And I'm not diminishing the effects of sin. Or, or, or. Then sin comes in between us and God. And sin comes in between us and our prayer life. And sin hurts our devotional life. And sin hurts anybody around us. I'm referring to the heart. If your heart's divided, if your heart's not settled, 
If your heart's not given to God, if your heart's not seeking God, if your heart's it's not thirsting after God, if your heart's not hungering for God, then how good can your life really be? If you're good, I'm not saying a good person, but if we say in Philly, oh, I'm good, how you doing? I'm good. If you're good, then how come you're not good? If you're okay, then how come you're not okay? If you ask me, no matter what, how you doing? I'm doing great. And there's times I'm not doing great. I'm not even doing okay. I'm doing terrible. But it's my prideful heart that's speaking out. No matter what time of life you ask me, I'm always going to tell you I'm doing just fine. And I'm going to have a sparkle on my tooth when I say it. Right? And that's what we always do. But let me say this. Don't do that to yourself. And don't do that to God. If you got some issues, if you got some heart issues with God, don't do that to God. You can, you can do that to people. It's fine. Sometimes people need to know you're okay even when you're not, to help them. My kids ask me, Daddy, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing so terrible. I'm not going to tell that to them. I'm doing good, guys. How was your day? I'm not going to just spew out all my life issues with my kids, no. They need to know that Dad's okay because they're going to be okay. But it does no good for me to say that to myself. And it does no good to try to deceive God because God cannot be deceived. Someone who is divided within themselves, you're going to lose touch with who you really are. Did you know that? Your heart is who you are. You got a divided heart, you're going to lose touch with who you really are. You'll be going through the motions and time will pass you by and you'll lose reality of who you really are and what God is really doing in your life. And you'll wake up once in a while as years pass and you don't know what, what happened. If you've got a divided heart, and we're all prone to it, our hearts will deceive us. Our heart will try to take us from God. That's why we've got to keep our hearts on God and pray to God, Lord, enough, enough praying for this person and that person and that person to get right or turn that, Lord, turn my heart. Turn my heart to you. I'm the one with the issue. I'm the one that needs the help. Nobody else is me. My heart is turned from you, oh God. Turn it back to you. Person with a divided heart, you're not going to have a sense of direction in your life. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. You have that purpose and strength and direction from God as little stepping stones. This is the direction I'm headed. 
But a person with a divided heart won't know, you won't have, you'll lose direction in life. You won't know where you're going. You don't know what you're doing. A person with a divided heart won't know what they're made of. You'll lose reality of who you are, where you're going. And why you're even here. I got some good news for you today. The Bible says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it. Whithersoever he will. Whithersoever God wills. You don't have to settle for less in your life. You don't have to settle for being a person where... You don't know what you're doing in life or where you're going in life or, or who you even are. You could just look up to the God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and say, Lord, turn my heart. Turn it like you do with the waters. Turn it like you hold the oceans back with your hand. Would you just turn my heart? Would you unite my heart, Lord, to fear your name? Will you bring me back? Whatever direction those, that land is etched out, the waters go. Whatever direction you're headed, God can turn it. Whatever turn, no matter how dramatic of a bend in the river, God can turn your heart. No matter how deep, God can bring you back. As the rivers of water. He said they gotten out of control. They overflowed the brim and the banks and, and they spread too far out. And we lost control of it. Oh, no. And one day they brings it back together. And when the storm's over, you see a nice little flowing river again. As the rivers of water. The same as God can do with your heart. God can do with my heart. We serve the king who controls the hearts, who trieth the hearts of men, who lives inside our heart. The moment you got saved, the Spirit of God indwelt you and lives inside your heart. The Bible says he knocks at the door of your heart. He knocks, he knocks, he knocks, he knocks. He knocks at your heart. He knocks. Why is he knocking? To bother you? No. To disturb your life? No. He knocks. He wants in. He wants that fellowship so that he can give you rest. A divided heart has no rest. But when Christ comes in, man, rest, rest is present. The absolute is there. The one who never changes. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The uncertainty is gone. The fear is gone. Hope is now present. Love is now entered in. That longing desire for, for affection and somebody to be there in your life has now been all resolved the moment Christ comes in. He says, Let's, let me in. The Bible says he knocks, he knocks. He knocks at the door of your heart. Let me in, let me in. That you may have rest. That we may eat together, the Bible says. And you will hunger no more. That we may drink together. 
and you will no more thirst. That you will be together with Christ. You will never be alone because he says, Lo, I am with thee, even to the ends of the earth. And I will never leave you or forsake you. He is the God of heaven, the God of the scriptures, the God of our hearts. The Bible says our sins are a result of our heart. Hearts are sinful. And when the moment you got saved, you were justified. That means made as if you've never sinned. Thank God. Amen. Because who I am is not who I want to be anymore. But I'm stuck with this person until the day I get to heaven. But who Christ sees now who I am is not who I see who I am. Who Christ sees, I've been cleaned. I've been washed. I've been made pure by the blood of the Lamb. In His eyes, especially not in your eyes and not my eyes, but in His eyes. And His eyes is what matters. We don't need to be pointing the finger and, Lord, turn their heart and turn His heart. No. I need to look in the mirror and say, Lord, turn my heart. Lord, what do you see? When you look at me, am I the Christian that other people see in your eyes? Am I the one that people think uh, who I am in your eyes, Lord? No. God sees every secret thing. And the true me is what's inside. And the Bible says that God looks on the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. What good is it if I play anything I'm not? What good is it if I try to impress and and make you think that I'm a person I'm not when God is the one I'm supposed to be living for? If I'm living for the sight of others, then that means I'm not living for God at all. And woe is anyone. Woe is any life that's not lived for God. And I can be up here today just trying to impress people in the pew. And what good would that be? if I'm not doing it for God because God is looking on the heart and if I'm just trying to impress you and I'm not dealing with my own heart then I'm not doing anything for God sin is a result of our heart you know God allows us to struggle with some things if God took away every struggle of your flesh do you know what would happen? you would think you're God himself. Did you know that? You shall be as gods. That's a deception of the devil. But God allows struggles and problems in your own flesh. He leaves them there as an enemy. Your flesh is an enemy that works against you, that comes in between you and God to help us remember who we really are. And to help us never forget how great a Savior we have. If our flesh was taken care of now, the moment we got saved, which we'd all want, I promise you this, you'd never read your Bible. You would never pray. 
you would never be in this church. You would never sing any praises to God. What you have to do, you, you think if, if God were to just remove the struggles out of your life, you'd be able to better serve Him. That wouldn't be the case. If God would just remove the struggles from my flesh that are against me, I, I could better serve God. No, you wouldn't. Your heart's telling you that. Because your heart doesn't want you to look at what's really going on. It's making you look at your sin and your problems when God is looking on your heart. But if you would just take your eyes off your sin and your problems for a minute and look at the, re- the root of it, which is in here, then you could do business with God. Turn your heart to God. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Turn your heart to God. Unite my heart, O God, to fear your name. The reason, Lord, I'm not living for you is not because of my problems. It's because of my heart is not for you. In Psalm 51, the Bible says, Hide thy face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. This was after David. We're going to close. This was after David. Murdered. I never murdered anybody. Now you're doing pretty well then. David murdered though. Committed adultery. Well, I never committed adultery. Now you're doing pretty good then, right? But those weren't the issues. They became issues, but the issue was of greater. God is able to forget our sin. The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so I have removed your, my, your sin from me. And I will remember it no more. Cast it into the depths of the ocean. It's gone, forgotten. I can do that. God has the power to forgive. He has the power to forgive sins on earth. And He has the power to forget. That even though the devil reminds me of my past and my sin, and I said, Lord, you remember that time I did this? I'm sorry again for that. God says, what in the world are you talking about? I promise you that. God remembers no more. And if he did, it wouldn't be true. But he really forgets as if it never happened. That's the power of his forgiveness. Hide thy face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. Verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Out of the heart, the Bible says, proceeds all the sins of mankind. It's from our heart stems the wickedness that we struggle with, the wickedness that we uh, deal with, our flesh, uh, all the, the problems that come in between us and God that we can see, but the root of it is the heart. David says, create in me a clean heart of God and renew a right spirit. Bring me back to you, God. Not me, not just in church. I'm done with playing Christian. I want it to be me. I want it to be who I am. 
And what I live for is God, is Christ. As the rivers of water, allow God to turn your heart back to him. No matter how deep, no matter how wide, God is able to take a heart and turn it to Christ. Do you have a divided heart today? Are you living in such a way where you know something is not right? It's not adding up inside. If you're okay, then how come you're not okay? Could it be your very heart, as the Bible says, has deceived you in thinking you're good? It's just the problems that you're dealing with. That's what's messing you up. Don't look at your heart. It's the problem. It's, it's the problems. It's a sin. It's a sin. No, it's not that. It goes a little deeper. It's the heart. For when you fix your heart and turn it to God, then everything else follows suit. Would you allow God to have your heart? Would you allow God to take your heart and turn it to him one more time? Would you humble your heart and give it to Christ and say, Lord, whatever, bend wherever you want. Lord, I'm here. Clean my heart. Unite my heart. Take my heart. Let's pray. Oh, God in heaven, I pray, Lord, from our heart, you are the God of of our heart, Lord. For you live inside. Lord, let us not take one more step in life. We need to stop our life, Lord. Regather what we're really living for. And oh God, if our heart is not in it, then what are we doing? I pray, oh Lord, unite our hearts. Don't let it be divided. Lord, a kingdom divided. How can it stand? wonder how and why, Lord, so many people are collapsing from the inside. And we live our life thinking everything is okay if only our problems will go away. But Lord, could it be the problem is us? It's our heart. I pray, Lord, that today, Lord, as your people, we will turn our hearts to you again. Oh, Lord, and cry out to heaven that you will heal our land. Hear from heaven, O God. Answer our prayer. Turn us again, O Lord. Jesus' name. If you will stand, if God spoke to your heart and you say, Pastor, my heart is divided. Would you come down and pray? Pastor, unite. I need God to unite my heart again. Come down and pray. I need to fear the precious name of Christ again. Live and walk with him. Come down and pray. Pastor, everything is not okay. I've been telling myself everything's all right, but it's not. If I go another day, I'm going to collapse. I'm not real. I'm not real. My heart's deceived me. I'm not real. I got some issues. 
pray to God that he will turn your heart as the rivers of water. He can turn your heart. He could turn the heart of a king. He could turn your heart. You're more precious to him than a king. You're a child of the king. You're his child. Tell it to Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Don't let the devil take away what's most precious, and that's your heart. Put it on God. Make God your treasure in your life. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. But if God is your treasure, if God is what you're living for, if God is what you're seeking after, if God is everything to you, then you know your heart is right. And I promise you, you'll have more strength in your life. I promise you, you'll have more power in your life. I promise you, you won't be lonely. It's your own heart that's been deceiving you. It was my heart. Oh, God in heaven, Lord, help us as your people, as Gospel Light Baptist Church, to be real. Lord, that's the, the, the best thing we could be, Lord. Real with ourselves and real with you. And I know, Lord, we have to sometimes pretend, Lord, put a smile on our face when we know it's not real. But, Father, let us never do that with ourselves. Let us never do that with you. We need to keep our hearts right with you. Lord, it's the least, you, Lord, the least we can do. Father, it's our reasonable service. I pray, oh God, that you would help us do that. Turn our hearts to God. Keep our hearts right. And whenever anything gets in between us, Lord, we can get it right with you. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of the issues, Lord, that we struggle with. Help us to focus, Lord, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and to seek you with all of our heart. Bless us, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Be a people of heart for God. Have a great week. Offering plate's going to be in the back. Remember, we have a work day tomorrow at 6 p.m. You can come and help with the pews.